Welcome to episode 12 of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Greg Preston. Over the years, Greg has had a phenomenal amount of output. He is responsible for Master Splinter with Jeremy Soderberg. He also filmed Take Your Time as well. He's done numerous promos for USD and Sick Urethane with skaters like um, yeah, Jeremy Soderberg, Anthony Galagos, I think he did something with Eric Rodriguez as well. In recent years, he has been responsible for setting up or kind of running with his crew called Too Easy and kind of making a brand around it by releasing videos, releasing soft goods. And most recently, they've now been doing collaborations with bigger brands. So he started off, I think they did they did Papas with Don Bruce and James Bauer and other guys in Europe. And not that long ago, he did Boltless Future with Razors. And since that time, he's now moved on to working with them. And he made Independent with John Julio. And just, I think it was last month or this month, he released Alex Brosco's latest street section, which he filmed and edited. On top of that, Too Easy have released A Wheel with Dead, which I'm pretty sure sold out in the first weekend. And this week, they just announced the release of A Too Easy collaborating with them 909 skate which is going to feature the new them frame and a flat setup of two easy wheels i think greg's also working at the them storefront in santa Ana, so we're just going to check in with them they're not easy for me to say we're going to check in with them find out about all that stuff um find out how he started working with them his plans for too easy, what he's got going on in the future, if we're going to see any new footage of him skating, because he is absolutely amazing. Um, he's got a chain grind game like no one else. So yeah, going to ask him about that as well. Before we get into it, cue the music. Hey man, how you doing? Good, dude. How you doing? You, you look as if you've just come in from like a very cold place, which is quite <laughs> incredible considering you're living in California. Man, I sleep with my window open. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, every day it's like I wake up and I'm like freezing, you know? But to be honest, I, like, I don't know. I got like this weird thing. Like I like being cold. It, gets, it motivates me to get out the bed or else I'll be in there. You know what I mean? So, all right. Okay. That's, I can, I can see that logic. And yeah. in honor of having you as a special guest today, I decided that, you know, had to represent. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm sick, <laughs> I, dude. I'm pretty sure I might have got one of the, one of the last ones going because I'm sure James told me that I think there's like two left or they're probably all gone by now. Damn. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, shout out James Bauer, man. He, uh, yeah, like that was all him. He kind of like, like, like we, uh, what's the word? We like try to plan how to get shirts like in the UK, like without having some gnarly shipping or something. So I kind of had him do it. Like it was really like all him doing like the shipping and uh, making the shirts. So, I mean, I'm stoked. I was just like, yo, do your thing. Cause you know, James is the, definitely the homie. So yeah. Um, and plus he was, he was telling me that the, the demands got so much for too easy soft goods that you've basically got fed up with it and you want to just focus on filming instead. And you're like, I'm sick of, <laughs> I'm sick of shipping out all these orders. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if I was sick of it, but it is like, you know, there's like a lot going on and you want to, you know, shipping orders is also like paying attention to the customer. And like, if there's like 200 orders. Yeah. It's time I'm consuming. Also, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, damn dude. Like and people be like, yo, where's, where's my stickers? You know? And it's like, yo dude, like <laughs> my bad dude. Like I know, I know they're like, you know, a week late, but it's like, I had to get new ones made, you know? And, I like yeah 
I have an issue. Have zero patience as well. So they're like, I ordered two days ago. Why is this not at my house already? <laughs> yeah, man. But it's, it's my fault. Like, I'll, I'll oversell. Like, I'll make a, like 100 and I'll be like, yo, like, this is enough. Like, you know, because when you look at 100 stickers, the brick is like huge. Yeah. And then it wasn't enough. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, better, it's better to be selling out than to be sitting on loads of stock that you can't get rid of. Uh, Definitely. But dude, how's your day going? You're, you're in Scotland, right? I'm good. It is absolutely, it's like one degree here right now. So it's it's hellish. <laughs> I've not been out street skating in weeks because the ground is just soaking wet. It's horrible. Um, also want to thank you for getting up. Do you always get up this early? Because half seven in the morning is, is an early time to be having a Zoom meeting. I mean, I'm not going to lie. No, I don't be getting up this early. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm honored then. I'm honored. Um, one thing I've always wondered about you, so I figured we might as well get that out of the way at the start. We've got friends in common for, from uh, your uh, Copenhagen connection, obviously like Scott Quinn and uh, Dominic Bruce. I've always wondered, because your second name is Danish, right? Oh, no, no. No? No. What I was always confused about is, are you from California and have like either like relatives and friends in Denmark or did you grow, are you from there originally and you emigrated in like to America or is there no connection at all? Nah, there's like no connection. Right. Okay. But it's like, it's kind of like, how do you say there's like a lot of uh, reasons, I guess, but like, so you want to know like how like how I even started going there in the first place? Yeah, because but, you've been there quite a few times in recent yeah, years, haven't you? Yeah, to be honest, it was just random as fuck. Like, like uh, one day I was like I was skating by now. Like I was in high school, and I didn't like you know maybe I was like aware of of, of Denmark in general. So I was maybe like seventeen or something, and uh, my like high school girlfriend at the time i was like walking her through the park because you know back then i can't just be you know bringing her in the house you know so <laughs> i used to like you know like mom's mom's home and everything oh, so like, leave, leave the door open <laughs> yeah yeah so you know we just go to the park go chill and like you know and uh, we're up in the park and she found like a two kroner on the ground which is like you know a danish coin and it's like pretty big it's like kind of like a U.S. quarter, maybe, and it's got like a hole in the middle, and it just looked fucking sick. And I was like, "Yo!" And then she wouldn't give it to me, and she was just like, "No, this is mine." She made like a she made a necklace out of it initially, and then that same day, it's like I didn't have internet at my house, like my mom's, or a computer for a very like most of my life actually, or the internet at least. And then, uh, so I used to go watch. I used to go on Roller News on her laptop at at her place. So that's what, you know, like after the park. So we went to, you know, her place, you know, and, you know, talk to the parents real, like real quick. And I go on Roller News. And the first edit that came out that day was uh, Flute by Jonas Hansen. Right. Okay. It's like the old BMAC video. Yeah. Yeah. So it went, it went live online. So I think that was maybe 2008 or something. And, uh, I watched that and I was just like, damn, dude. Like for me, that video was like, like the shit, dude. I fucking like the vibes, the music, the skating, the way he filmed it. I was like, yo, this is the best shit I ever fucking saw. And I was raving about it. So I hit dude up and I was just like, yo, like this shit was amazing. And we're talking and he's like, yeah, like my brother lives in California. So I'll be there. Um, like, I don't know, maybe it was like a year or a couple months later. And he came through and he was just like, yo, when everyone come to Denmark, dude, just let me know. And I was like, all right, for sure, like next year. And then like since 19 years old, I just kept going. And like, that's kind of how it started. Right. How old are you now? Uh, 29, actually. Okay, so a long time. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Fair enough. So the love affair just started with finding a coin in the park. And then <laughs> that's is, that is very random. Also, yeah. am I led to believe that the only reason you were going out with this girl is so you could watch rollerblading edits on on roller news at her house? Is that is that what you're admitting to here? No, no, that was not the case. 
That was not the case. It was, was just, a, that was a, an added a perk. No, 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 no. I still had the library at the time. So, yeah, I would still go to the library, which, you know, which was cool. Like, I wasn't complaining. Like, maybe it was kind of nice. Cause, like, I also didn't have a cell phone at that time either. So, I didn't even get a cell phone until I was maybe like 20. Yeah. And it was like a flip phone, like the old Razor, the Motorola yeah. one. Yeah. That shit was sick, though. I got so good at that. I'd be in class texting. Cause like you know when you fill the the board you know where the the numbers were yeah and then I like the teacher would just hear me clicking and she's like who's texting but I'll be staring right at her just like probably texting the homies like yeah where are we gonna skate plus it's it feels a lot cooler on an iPhone because you get to do the you get to do the quick the thumb flick thumb flick in and out it's like the equivalent of having those you know like the flip lighters like you can like click it uh, and it like flicks open and then you click it shut it's that kind of yeah uh, I, I can appreciate that um am i right in thinking you work in the them storefront yeah I'm things like, must be it must be really exciting hectic times for you because didn't didn't the shipment arrive yesterday yeah so like that so every time the shipment arrived like i've helped out on like i guess every shipment since the which one was it maybe since the Broskows, i think either the Broskows or like the u1 and the blue limited edition one the intuition liner one uh, like i've been helping taking off the the skates since then and yeah so like they land in long beach and but you got to wait till like the clearance or whatever is done so there's like some custom time, like I think they go through the like maybe a box or two, or I don't know how it really goes, or maybe they uh just like look over like the forms before they let John go pick it up. It's like a wait time. But but one time the lady almost like iced John, like on the on the nine oh nine. Like uh, I guess there's a different tax for skate boots as there is shoes. So she looked at the thing and she hit up John. She was like, these are shoes. And John's like, yo, these are definitely not shoes, man. Yeah, <laughs> these are skates. Yeah. Like, try, so- try walking around the street on them and you'll, <laughs> you'll soon find out. Yeah, he had to like, I don't know. If he, I think he like sent her photos of like what they are. So I guess without the boot on, she was just like about to charge him like a whole different tax, which would have been a lot Insane, more expensive. Yeah. But like, luckily that worked out. But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty smooth sailing like they just come up and then we ship everything out same day so as soon as we take we unload the truck like dude just ko's in the truck like like sometimes you can if you walk around the front you see him like mouth open <laughs> knocked out <in> the seat. <laughs> while he's we're just, just taking he's just catching some rest and you guys are doing manual labor right yeah i mean it's cool you know it's like yo thank you you know thank you for, for bringing the skate so he can you know he can get a little little ko it's all right that's got to be an exciting time. Like John's John's face must just light up every time those arrive. Because, well, first off, it must just be relief that they've actually made it to him. And then second, seeing what he's, you know, came up with coming to life. He must just be smiling from ear to ear. Nah, yeah, he's usually pretty stoked. Um, even before and after, I think, like, you can, he's always looking at the, it's kind of like, when you order anything like from online and you see the tracking, you see where the container is, yeah. it looks exactly the same instead of it's just like a big ass package. But you can see like, oh, it made it to the port. Oh, shit, it's at the port. Oh, man, they're going to tell me to come pick it up. Like, yeah, he does get juice. Now that I think about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. And the surprise announcement, was it yesterday or the day before? Yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, that, it was that there was going to be the, the too easy collaboration with them for the 909 that's 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 got to be a pretty big milestone for you as well because that's like the whole name and the crew thing that's from like you and your friends so that must you guys must all be hyped to sell on that i mean yeah to be honest like it, i didn't know until kind of recently um so like in the beginning like I kind of more approached John on just doing like a collab will kind of similar to what we did with, uh, with like the dead will with Parker earlier this year. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, I wanted to do like more stuff, like, you know, for the homies, like say like, you know, one of the homies been killing forever. It was like a younger dude 
for me, it's like, oh, damn, like, I'm going to use this shit to, like, give this guy something. You know what I mean? So, like, that's have been, like, the goal, I think, at least for what I want to do with Too Easy when it comes to products from, like, here on out. So, initially, I was like, yo, let me um, just do a will. And what happened was um, the Sunday Brunch guys, as well, were also going to do just a will. And uh, ended up the wheel thing ended up being fucking insane because there was like this gnarly wheel shortage in China. Yeah, I've I've looked into it myself, and undercover <laughs> were quoting a six to seven month waiting time, and I was like, I'm not waiting that long. That's 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 nuts. Yeah, yeah. So and John got lucky. Like the he got like some maybe the factory was like, yo, like you know, we can't give you your normal 58s right now. Like they're they're done until next year sometime because i think they're making skateboard wheels in the same like little factory okay. like it's not just like you know inline skating wheels it's like just wheels of all sorts basically yeah. and um you know there was just so much so they were like yo we can get you 56s like asap and then you know john i think john maybe talked to the team first before he like made that plug or i don't know and everyone was like, well, I mean, everyone's getting flat anyway, or a lot of people are at this point. So making a whole run of 56 until we get 58s back isn't that big of a deal. Um, so that's like kind of how the will came about. And then John was like, well, I also want to do like an order of black 909. And then like maybe like a day or two after he was like, I want to do another black. He was like, yo, you just want to put those wheels on? And then, like, and he asked Mike, and we were both like, yeah, fucking super down, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because I guess the goal was instead of just getting another 909 black boot only, like before, he was like, yo, these got to come, like, complete. You know, you should just put the wheels on. And um, That explains because when I saw the promo photos yesterday, it shows you the skate with a wheel on it. But when you zoom into the wheel, it says 5890. But then on the description, it says the wheel's 56. And I was like, that, mm -hmm. I was like, this, what? That doesn't make sense. And it said it on every shop as well. And I was like, surely some of the shop owners have noticed that the image doesn't match the specs. Ah, but that makes sense because if it was originally meant to be a 58, that was probably the graphic they sent over first, being like, yeah. right, okay. That but I'm pretty sure I, I don't have the brunch because like, we only have the prototypes, but I'm pretty sure uh i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure they changed the graphic to 56 for the actual will when they yeah. come but I yeah think i think no that i'm sure when i've seen a picture of the actual wheel on its own it's set it's had the correct measurements on it yeah, yeah but i mean even if it wasn't i mean nobody's tripping yeah who cares um that's so that's got to be pretty cool um so you approached john about a wheel and ended up with a skate that's <laughs> you know that that's a best case scenario going on there <laughs> Um, so how does how does that work? Do are you gonna be able to like give any skates to any of the guys, or do you get royalties from it, or how does how does it work in terms of like a collab? It's kind of jokes because I mean I'm probably got more royalty than every Razors and USD skater off that already. No comment. I'm, and like I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not a dude. There. Like I'm not even pro. Like it's kind of fucked up. And not, it's not fucked up in the sense it's fucked up because it just shows like what is possible and it's like not even an issue. Like John, didn't, you know, it wasn't even like a thing. He was just like, oh yeah, yeah, royalties. Like didn't even like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like you have to, I don't know, from what I hear with other people, it was like a no brainer, which how it should be, you know? Well, if, if you come from a pro skating background, obviously he's going to be much more concerned with the skater's perspective as well, because he's going to be like, well, I remember what it was like to mm. be trying to, you know, get what he deserved for each pro release. So I'm sure when he does make a product with a skater in mind, like a Danny beer one or whatever, he probably is looking to see how he can benefit the skater as much as possible. So that's not really that surprising. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely did. Actually it was funny because he did. I mean, I guess it's not really a big deal because he's, you know, trying to be transparent. But, like, things have been kind of hectic. So I'm not even exactly sure how many pairs 
we're made because there's just so much going on. It's like we're in the middle of rearranging the shop because we're getting more skates in now than we've ever gotten in this particular shop. So we yeah, like, you know, this whole week or two, it's been a lot of just um, organizing and making, you know, getting rid of things that we don't need or, you know, and like, you know, and I've also got things, like we, uh, we're both got things in our personal lives going on. Like John is moving as well. Um, he like sold his loft, which is crazy. I think he's been there for like 10 years plus. Okay. Not sure. So like he's in the middle of moving, which is gnarly because he's uh, not even in his new place yet. So like all this is going on and then he's kind of like in this uh, in between of like actually moving his own furniture and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, there's a lot going on. So I like I'm not actually sure how many pairs were made between me and uh, and Mike. He told me, but 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 he did already pay me royalties like already for i think like half okay but i haven't uh, but you know i'm not even tripping on it because you know i know it'll get like he'll like you know give me the rest whenever um but i also didn't ask or try to find out at the moment because there's just so much shit going on and also he is paying me a salary so it's plus like... yeah, and, yeah <laughs> you're in the position where you've got a good enough relationship with him that you'll trust him to not have to chase him up for the money like he'll he'll provide it in due course when yeah um yeah. you mentioned it earlier you mentioned the two easy times dead wheel as well that that promo was insanely good like the filming the editing just it was just like really intense the soundtrack it was it was one of those ones that was like just long enough to like be making you going oh, i really wish this was like five minutes longer after you got to the end of it because parker did some some of the tricks in that were just like some of the lines were so good that that slide clip haunts me like watching that <laughs> And the fact that you cut it before he hits the ground just makes your imagination go into like a really dark place. So as soon as I saw that, I instantly messaged him being like, are you alive? Like what the <laughs> hell happened after that? And he was like, oh yeah, I just, I just wrecked my heels so I couldn't do it. That was like horror story stuff, that clip. Yeah, you know what was most fucked up about it was, one, he didn't warm up. Like he just, he just came to my place and he was like, yo, like let's, I got this spot. <laughs> he didn't even say that's, like, that's not a spot. That is not a spot. <laughs> like no one sees that and goes, that that's a skate spot. Like psychopaths think that's a skate spot. <laughs> and you know, I'm just like, I, I, yeah, I didn't really know what I was getting into. So, you know, and then for me, it's like, you know, that's like my little bro. So at the same time, like I remember like I'm looking at the spot and like my heart's kind of racing because like that thing is it's fucked up like it's literally fucked up like it's been on the roof for maybe 20 years or something like it's, and it's it looks place. like it has it looks rickety and plastic <laughs> and cheap it looks like it could disintegrate if you tried to roll down it and he yeah. did yeah. and it did disintegrate that's why he didn't try it again like the oh support. so the slide broke yeah because you see it move like it moves quite violently when he rolls down it, <laughs> yeah. it and it's not like you can test it out like you can't just go oh just if if you go down that you're it's full send yeah that was first spot of the day dude he was i was you know at the same time i'm not gonna like you know i'm like i'm worried about his safety but you know like i like i, I trust that he knows what he wants to do and i don't want to be the dude that put like fear in his mind you know what i mean because it's like of course he can probably do anything he put his mind to you know so i'm oh, kind of like okay. i know you could do it i'm like a little scared but I'm gonna So so there was no there was no evil thoughts in your mind that went, well, no matter what way this goes, the footage is gonna be gold. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot like we were right next to a mechanic. So if you can imagine these dudes are just working on cars and then they see Parker just standing up there. And you just hear hey, 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 and people are that, that was the problem. People started screaming. Of course they well. did. They probably thought he was trying to kill himself. Like Yeah. So you see people like saying yo 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 no 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 and then there's like a hotel across the street and you can see people are looking out of like this maybe six-story hotel from so 
it's like on my left there's direct just like uh, uh what's the word there's distractions like on all sides like even for me filming to where it's just like oh shit like i hope this isn't fucking him up while he's up there but honestly he's just looking for another slide like i think he's just googling <laughs> like pool pool party supply in, in on google maps and i think he's just looking for for because it's actually a thing because like the more and more I'm driving around, I see these pool supply. I'm like, damn, there goes another slide on the roof. Like, there's there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's just a matter of him finding another one. Or he, he said he might go up and try to fix it one night. I suppose so, if you are based in California, I guess, yeah, pool industry is quite a big thing. So, yeah, okay. that Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I see what happens with that. I, I, he said he wants to find another one or fix the one he tried. So at one point, he will probably do it again. That's okay. Hey, if he lands it, that would be, yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> but it's, it's a terrifying prospect. Um, am I right in thinking those wheels sold out within a weekend? Yeah, so it was kind Cause of funny because like, i remember well, seeing the price and being like these guys are i was like i don't know if this is going to work out for these guys that's that's quite an ask and then they just <laughs> dis i'm sure i checked back a couple of days later and they were all gone and i was like that's that was a good going yeah product <laughs> product release honestly so when when that did happen i was actually in the shop and i don't think the shop was open yet i was just working in the in the back just like pulling orders and uh like you know i knew the wheels were gonna come out that day and then like i talked like uh size i was talking to sizemore before they were dropping and um maybe he had something to do with like the way it was set up on the website or him and kyle i don't really remember now but um yeah i was talking to him and you know i was kind of like nervous too because i'm like oh shit like i don't know releasing a product you know it's kind of scary I guess it's like, I hope it does good. Or, uh, you know, I hope the wheels are good. And uh, especially cause dad's never done a color like orange. So I was kind of like, uh, you know, I was like, damn, like, I hope that it's a good will. Cause you know, when, you know, when people say like, oh, when you put color in the wheel, it messes it up. You know, I hear, I hear people say that. But, you know, I had faith that, like, they knew what they were doing. And obviously, it was a really fucking good will, like, from what I've heard. Personally, I didn't actually get a pair, but it was kind of my fault. Because they did send me a lot. They, they they sent me a lot, and then I gave them, I gave them, I gave, like, four sets to Parker. Right. And then I gave another two sets to, to the homie Lorb as well. Because in my mind, I was kind of like, why get all these wills? and then like use myself for a promotion. Like that's weird. You know, like I'd rather take photos or like film the homie skate for this personally. And I thought, oh, I'll get a pair later. You know, like that's, that was like my mindset. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I've, I've given away so many back issues of the print edition of Wheel Scene that when I moved house this year and checked, I was like, cool. There's just a stack of them, like of issues missing that you can't get back or reprint so they're just gone forever because i gave them away to people so yeah. I've, I've been in that position but there's yeah. got to be someone you can get a set of wheels off there's got to be I, someone that's still got them i actually ended up like getting a set that's like not skated i was still in the plastic and honestly i mean you know that like that same night like i was kind of tripping because like i didn't know the wheels were going to be 50 bucks too but i also didn't ask and I probably should have thought because like they did say like, oh, there'll be an extra $10 on the will. And I just didn't like, I didn't realize like, oh shit, an extra 10 is like 50. But, and then also like in the description, it says like $10 go to, you know, Greg and Parker. So me and Parker split the, uh, uh, the 10 in half. So like I got half and then he got half the royalties, especially because, you know, he, super went in on that yeah. on that will so it's like a dude almost wanted to give him the whole thing to be honest um but he wasn't driven so we just like split that and kyle called me or maybe text or called me in midnight so in zurich his time it was probably like midday or something 
he was just like, yo, dude, Will sold out in like 12 hours. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do more. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, so I was stoked. I was like, damn, because I was traveling, damn, dude, I'm going to have to do this tomorrow promo maybe because I don't know if these are going to sell that fast. I thought, so I'm like, I'm glad that they did sell. And so for me, it was like, um, yeah, I mean, I was stoked. No, it felt like that paved the way because if that hadn't been successful, then surely they wouldn't have done the collaboration with Basement with, you know, the kind of greeny blue wheels. And then there. So you, you've got to think that the success of yours paved the way for for more collaborations. Possibly. Or maybe just, you know, also doing like a color. It's like, oh, damn, like it is good. Because like may, maybe it was a risk, you know, I don't. I don't personally don't know that much about like wills and like how they, I just, just from like what I hear, but personally, most wills that I try that are color, like they don't disintegrate. Especially if like, if it's a company that like you skated, like skated before, like, of course not every will is perfect, but yeah, you know, I mean, and like, I'm kind of heavy, so I will know if like a will is pretty bad. Like, cause I, I do, I do break stuff. If anything, I break bearings though. Yeah, I'm usually buckles and wheels. For some reason, I, yeah, I think I just missed too many grinds or something. Um, you've made a ton of videos. Yesterday, after I realized you were going to be available that quickly, I looked back on Wheel Scene just by searching your name, and I was like, holy crap, he's made even more than I remember. So there's the ones you made with Soderberg. There's like Master Splinter and Take Your Time. Did, did you make, you just, you made that with Jeremy, right? Uh, It was like or did, Master Or did you just make that one? I made, I made like my part. Because I'm sure in the credits it said like filmed and edited by Jeremy Soderbergh and Greg Preston, but I can't. Yeah, he did. He did. He actually did all of it. He did most of it. I think okay. I, I for sure edited my part and I, I didn't film. I mean, and yeah, and I, I did help film, but my memory is kind of dodgy of those times because like yeah my memory is kind of bad but i do know for sure i did uh uh i did edit my part because yeah like dude like that whole some some like time periods are like really foggy but it's like this strange because like, i don't know like uh if you remember like in 2018, like I got like fucking pistol whipped in the armed robbery, which is like pretty fucking whack. Wait, what? I do not remember that at all. No. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, dude, that shit kind of like fucked up like my memory a bit. Um, so like a little of those those times are like really foggy. Like I like I know things that happen, but it's kind of like remembering of talking about it more than remembering of being in it yeah but i guess that's kind of how memory goes for a lot of people as well but especially when someone who's never like you know i was like straight edge most of my life like i just started drinking when i moved to copenhagen actually and uh so like and i still never smoked like in my life believe it or not <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh so like my memory was pristine dude like i used to be like i remember going through you know the vaults of just like uh memories and then all of a sudden it was like night and day like afterwards like fuck i actually like don't really know what's going on it's kind of trivia so did that happen in long beach no it happened in colorado on like some random that makes it even more yeah out of the ordinary okay yeah it was kind of a shitty year dude like I had to like leave Copenhagen. Like they kind of forced me to move, and it was cause, like, cause like I had like a residence permit there. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't able to renew because they got like a new government that was like kind of on like some Brexit vibes, if you know what I mean. So yeah, the fact that I was an immigrant, they they like changed the the uh the requirements so like some outlandish requirements that because the, the requirements already were impossible and i just got extremely lucky and then because i had like a very specific job and i was uh 
you know, I had like hired a lawyer to get into Denmark. Like I did, I did the whole way, like the clean, expensive way, basically. Um, so, yeah. So then like, you know, I got like basically booted out of Denmark. So I couldn't work there, but I could still be there. I just couldn't work. It was like a weird situation. So I was, uh, you know, just flying around, like visiting and doing things that I've never really done before. And um, and also like maybe I was like a little depressed too. It was like fuck. Like I had a breakup with my girlfriend at the time, and it was like a really I had a you know I kind of like lost everything in some way. So, and I was like actually in Chicago because I wanted to move there because I didn't really want to come back to California because to me, California felt like it kind of felt you know it felt like you know like in a video game when like you've been playing the game for so long and then all of a sudden like you forgot to save and you got to go all the way back to that shit. I know what you mean, yeah. California is not like a small town, but it feels like you've grown up and left your small town and now you need to go back to that. So I know what you you mean, yeah. It felt exactly like I was like, I was like, bro, I got so far in the game, dude. Like I got so fucking far in the game and then now I'm like back to where I started and then it just like, yeah, so in my mind, I was like, all right, I need to go to Chicago because a lot of things were just like, uh, like a lot of, like, I don't know, Chicago was sick, dude. Every time I'd go, it'd be a lot of fun. There'd be a lot of things to do. And there were, it was like interesting and it was, you know, cold and I could bike around. So in my mind, I was like, damn, dude, this is kind of like Copenhagen. Like, you know, it's just really flat and like there's, you know, I saw similarities and it was interesting. It was more interesting than California for me at that time. So I was actually, so I made a video called like Pavos with yep. Don Bruce. I remember that, yeah. Um, and a lot of the boys and I actually edited it that night. And then I stayed up all night, dude. Like it was kind of insane. Like I stayed up all night editing it. Then I was done. I was just like, you know, back then I didn't really review. So I would just edit something and then like that was it. And I'd upload it. Like I didn't like sit on it and come back to it. Like these days I do that now, but but back then I didn't do that. So I was staying at um, Scotty B's place. It's like a Chicago local, really sick dude. And um, yeah, I, I, like I made that edit in his living room. So I didn't sleep. And I got on a flight to go back to California and I was actually uh, going back to Cali only to get a flight back to London so I can go stay at James Bowers place. So, and on the way back to Cali, I had like, a, like there was like a storm or something. So I, the flights got, got canceled and I had to like fly to Chicago to get the, the soonest flight to go to LA because I needed to be in LA to catch the London flight. And when I got to Chicago, you know, the whole flight was canceled. So me, I know that like airlines, if you're from out of country, they kind of like are entitled to supply you with, uh, with the hotel. So I was like, you know, I went up to the thing and I was like, yo, I came all the way from Denmark. Like I need, you know, a hotel. And I was like tired as fuck, dude. Cause I didn't sleep the whole night cause I made a video. And, uh, and you know they gave me a a hotel voucher so I can get to the hotel for free. And on the way there, she was kind of like, "Hey, we have a shuttle, so I don't know if you want to wait for that." And I was tired as fuck, dude. So I was like, "No, I'm not waiting for it. I'm just gonna catch an Uber." So I got to the hotel, and I'm and you know I checked in or whatever, and I'm walking up the stairs, and I get all the way to my door, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot the Wi-Fi code." So I started walking back down the stairs. And as soon as I walk into the lobby, like, you know, like those slide doors, like the slide doors just open and three dudes just run in like full ski mask, guns up, just wearing like camo and all black. And they're kind of like whispering sort of, which was like really fucking weird. And it's like three in the morning as well. Uh, They come in. And then they're just like, yo, everybody, everybody, hands up, hands up. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I've got the shittest timing known to man. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, no fucking way. So in my mind, I was just like, in the beginning, I was like, yo, like, is this shit real? Like, it didn't even process, you know? And and also, I was maybe delirious because like I've been awake for over 24 hours at this point. And I just remember thinking like, yo, this shit's fucking not real. And then the dudes hopped over the counter and then like they pinned dude that just gave me the fucking um, little key card. Like they pinned dude on the ground and I can see that they had like the gun on him and they were like, open up the safe. But there's like a counter. So I can't really see what's going on, on the other side to see like the back of like their beanies. You know what I mean? So then like, I don't know, dudes opening the safe, I guess, because I didn't know the fucking hotel have a safe until that day. And then, you know, one dude hops back. You know, and for some reason in my mind, when you, I guess, when you see, like, robberies in the movies, uh, I mean, it wasn't the first time I've been robbed, but, like, you know, when, when you see robberies in the movies, like, especially, like, I don't know, like, the people around with their hands up, you know, they're not really, like, a part of it. You know, like, the dude just get the cash and dip. So the dude that was screaming, he hopped back over he pointed the gun at me and every like, and there was also like two other families there that were part of the same flight that I was in. And he just pointed the gun at all of us. And he was like, everybody in the lobby, all this shit on the table and put everything on the table. And in my mind, I was like, nah, dude, like what? Like in my, in my mind, I was like, yo, this, this is not how it goes. Like you guys take the money and run. Like, and they were just actually taking their fucking time, dude. It was kind of just like unusually calm, unusually just chilling. So I was like, yo, like I got my passport actually had, you know, I I still have my Danish residence permit, which is the only way I can get back into Europe. I also have my Danish bank account with all my money that I've been saving for like years on it. And I don't know if I can get that back at this point, you know? So I was like, damn, dude, if I get robbed and I lose, like, passport, I lose all my shit, it's, like, done. So I was like, all right, fuck that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the time, I was like, yo, it seemed like a good idea to walk over and, and uh, pretend. I, like, ghosted putting shit there, so I didn't really do it. So, like, I dropped the phone. Like, you know, it was a little iPhone SE, and it was fucked up. So I was like, I'll drop that. So I went, I pretended to put a bunch of shit there, and I kind of walked back with my hands up. And dude, like, fuck, of course he noticed. Because he see me walking back. He can clearly see I didn't put everything over there. So he came over. And he was just like, I said, run all your shit on the table. And I just looked at him. And, like, at this point, dude, I gave, it was just, it was a really stupid decision. But I was basically just like, nah, dude, I'm not, I can do it. And, and then that's, like, the last thing I remember. Like, I don't, I don't even remember getting pistol whipped at all, actually. Yeah, that is incredible. Like, I thought you were going to tell me, you know, you went out late at night to get some food or get some drinks or something and you just got jumped. But to get for that to happen in a hotel, but like basically you just unwittingly became part of like a heist. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is horrible luck. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was maybe out for like maybe a minute or something. I actually don't know. All I remember is waking up on the ground and I was like, damn, dude, like, did I just get shot? Because, like, you know, I've never been knocked out before, you know? So, like, coming back into, like, you know, waking up, you know, like, you know, like, in the movies, like, when you can't see shit and everything's, like, muffled, it's, like, that shit actually fucking happened. And I was just, like, I was, like kind of, like, coherent. And I was like, dude, like, like, I was really heavy. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, my head was pounding. So I didn't really know what just happened. But one thing I did know, I saw the dudes, they were having trouble taking the fucking bag out of the uh, hotel. Like they couldn't get it over the counter or something. So they were struggling. So I got up. Oh, when you woke up. Oh, so when you were conscious again, they were still there. They were still fucking there. Like literally they were taking their fucking time. It was insane. Right. And then, uh, I got up and I just fucking dipped. Like I ran up the stairs and I'm not 100% sure, but I heard the dude scream and I heard foot feet running in my direction, like up the stairs. So in my, in my mind, I'm not sure if he was running up 
and was chasing me and then maybe halfway decided to turn around. I'm not sure. But I took off, like I went all the way to the third floor to my room, opened the door, I ran in and I fucking called fucking uh, the cops. And I was like, yo, there's these dudes fucking, dudes fucking pistol with me in the fucking lobby, you know? And then the cops came and uh, they were trying to take me to the hospital. And I didn't have, I still don't have like US health insurance. So I told them like, nah, dude, like if you guys take me to the hospital, I'm gonna get it fucked on bills. And they also couldn't understand the concept that like I was American, but I didn't like have anything in the States like at all, like an address or nothing. So I had to like sign a release form. I was more talking to the firefighters because I think they were more understanding. So I had to sign a release form telling them like not to see me or not to like, you know, do anything or take them to the hospital or anything. And then the firefighters were just like, dude, just don't go to sleep. Like, that's all I can tell you. Just don't go to sleep. But I told them, like, dude, I've been awake for now maybe almost 30 hours, dude. Like, I'm fucking tired as fuck. It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, long story short, I fucking, uh, I didn't sleep in the hotel. And then I just went uh, to the airport. And it was kind of fucked up. Well, like the Fox, the news came and everything. And then they did like a little news. Uh, you can actually find it. I think maybe one of the, somebody reposted it. I'm not sure. But like I did the whole news thing where they like talk to you and whatnot. And I'm kind of lucky because at the time my dreads were not that long. So I never really wore them down because, you know, when dreads are like halfway, they maybe like they looked weird on me. And I decided to not wear a hat that day. So my dreads were actually covering my face. Right. So like my, my dreads actually saved me from like busting open that day as well, which is kind of crazy. But um, even more fucking random, I was wearing like a Pulp Fiction shirt. That same fucking... True <laughs> 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 irony. Okay. And then they get even more crazy. I didn't tell this many people that part either, but when I got to the airport... Um, I'm looking fucked up, dude. I haven't slept in almost two days. And, like, my head is, like, swollen on the side. Like, I'm just looking like a fucking mess. And, you know, when you go through the little, like, uh, you get, like, your shit scanned or whatever through yeah. the x-ray thing. The lady, she's just like, any liquids? I'm like, nah. And she's like, damn, dude, you look rough. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look, up on, I look up on the screens and you, like, see me, like, talking on the news, like, behind it. I didn't even say nothing. I remember looking at that shit and being like, yeah, that's a rough night. Yeah, she thinks you've been <laughs> partying it up for days on end. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm having, I've just had a nightmare experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So basically, yeah. And then I got on the flight. I tried to stay up. I had like five coffees and I knocked out like immediately. So I was supposed to stay up for 24 hours, but I just went to sleep. And then I got, you know, the whole flight was quick, dude. I just knocked out. I woke up. I was like, all right, woke up. I'm cool. And then, um, you know, I went home. You know, I talked to my mom. I thought she was going to be pissed, bro. Like, imagine walking in and being like, yo, like, my bad. Like, you know, telling the dude, like, you know, putting your life in risk or whatever. She was kind of pissed, but she wasn't, like, upset. I think she was just like, yeah, it's good that you're all right, you know. And then I woke up in the morning. And then, you know, I looked at Instagram. And then I was like, something happened to where I was like looking through my stories and I was like, what the fuck, dude? And I went skating, dude. And I had a whole day. I was hanging out with Parker and ate pizza and I didn't remember none of that shit, dude. And then that's when I realized like I had like the memory loss. <laughs> and I was like, yo, so Instagram kind of like informed me that like, dude, like your brain is actually not good. Yeah, that's like that's an insane experience yeah i can't even imagine what going through that must have been like although it kind of sounds like you got off lucky if all they did was hit you with the gun because they could have used the gun on you in a much more awful way so yeah, yeah. i mean they 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 ended up getting caught from what they've told me so they've been trying to get me to go to colorado to like you know sit as a plaintiff and then yeah. But personally, I'm just like, 
kind of over that shit. Like I didn't get nothing stolen. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not trying to go to Colorado. I don't fucking care. I, I don't blame you. Yeah, but um, he's gone in for a minute. Like I like they they always send me mail. So he just went in like before quarantine. And they were like, yo, like he went in for kidnapping and a bunch of other gnarly ass shit. Like dude was kind of crazy. So Jeez. So um near death experiences aside, what we were originally talking about before you just <laughs> came out with the most random story ever. Um it's just the insane amount of like videos you've produced over the years. And yeah, the most recent ones before you kind of got involved in, with them was obviously um Papas that you did in was it Malta? Yeah. Malta with like Don Bruce and James Burr and the guys. And then then it was really weird how I had no idea that you had any affiliation with Razors and then you released Boltless Future. And I was like, I didn't even know he was like in any way connected with them. And then you released that. And yeah, how how did that come about? Well, that was actually from... Uh, so have, have you ever seen uh, Sizemore's video? It was called Blaze. It was yeah. like an online... Like there's a clip of me in there that he filmed when I was skating like these springy ledges, but I had like volos on, I think. I know the ones you mean, yeah. I remember yeah. the clip. Um, so it was that same day, cause uh, I was in between skates, cause I didn't really know what to skate at that point. Like I was skating adapts for, like I gave them like a good six months and they just weren't for me. And um, and I, you know, in being in volos, I was like the in-between size guy, you know, like the nines were too, way too small the tens were like kind of too big but i tried the tens on for that day actually and then quinny out of all people later on that day he called me and he was like yo you know because uh, like i actually did buy razors before that and i just weren't skating them that particular day though um and he was like yo i seen that you like bought some razors and i bought like some sls I was like, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, seeing what, what feels good, you know. He was like, yeah, well, you know, he was like the 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 EU team manager at the time. And he was like, yeah, so, you know, I don't know if you'd be down to, like, be, like, Razor's flow for Europe. At least, like, you know, uh, within within Europe. So, I was, you know, for me personally, I was kind of like, you know, with Don Bruce being there, Quinny, and Malta Hustle in Copenhagen, like those are like some sick fucking dudes. And they're like my boys too. And they did make razors look really fucking sick. Not gonna lie. At the time at least. And I was like, well, dude, I'm like hundred percent down. Like, you know, I'll just like be a part of it. And that's kind of like how I was a part of razors actually. So I was kind of like a razors Europe dude. And, uh, when it came to Bolas Future, that was in the middle of me moving back to the States. And I kind of didn't really know where, uh, you know, I was kind of like, yo, Quinn, like now that I'm in the States, like, am I still Razors Europe or am I Razors US now? How does this transfer over? And, you know, realistically, I wasn't there to be pro. It was just like, you know, in my mind, being a part of Razors was kind of like, being a part of Quinny, Dom, and Malta. So anything outside of that wasn't really like what I was aiming for anyway. So, but coming back to the States, I was like, yo, you know, am I still on or if I'm not, cool. Like I'm probably gonna still skate the shift anyway because I actually did like the shift boot. I know a lot of people didn't, but I personally liked that boot. Um, and then, you know, I talked to Jeff Akers and Jeff was like, oh no, you're good, dude. Like, you know, so then Jeff did uh, send me skates and whatnot and then with the bowl of future thing i think it was my initiative i was just like yo dude like let me do something for giving me like you know i've had he sent me a couple shifts at this point and i was giving them away to like the homies so that's kind of like what that was except k i think she she definitely bought hers but all the other dudes in the u.s other than like bauer and like a lot of the europe dudes like they you know they were already on razors as well at that time so for me bowl of future was kind of like you know, I don't have really anyone pointing the camera at me. So I was like, if anything, I can make like a thing that could, you know, at least show 
some appreciation. So that's kind of what, and actually Quinny came up with the name Boltless Future. Right, okay. <laughs> it was kind of a joke, but. I was about to say the irony being that, you know, unless you want the frame to like fly off across the street, you need to use the bolts. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I never used the bolts and that shit never happened to me. I got lucky on that part. Out of all the unlucky things, I got lucky there. I've, I've seen that happen countless times at sessions. Yeah. Someone will just be grinding a ledge and it'll just ping off and you're like, cool. If that was down a double set, you'd be in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. So you did that. And then I know that you kind of like moved away from razors because I remember, I remember you saying somewhere that you asked John, if he could go on a trip with the them team, I think it was to like South America or Mexico or something like that. Or yeah, exactly. Exactly. But but then you still, where was that? Where have I, where did I hear you? Was that a podcast? I actually don't know, but I did say that is true. So I maybe said it somewhere. I can't, or did you maybe do one of those blading chats with Jason? Our, oh that was yeah that's probably was, it. was that it yeah oh cool yeah. My, my memory's that's actually working sick. but then you came back from that and did Derek henderson's pro skate promo yeah well for me you know for me it's like when it comes to like filming especially when it comes to filming something for Derek, you know dude's definitely one of my favorite skaters so he could be skating for fucking vans like i don't care like, i'd film it <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if it was, you know, like, and, and personally, Razors didn't really do anything to me personally. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't like the way they move. You know, a lot of things that they do that are fucked up aren't secret. Like, people know, you know. But personally, to me, they didn't do, you know, they weren't, they didn't do anything shitty to me. But also, oh, yeah. I, like, yeah, I wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't insinuating that. I was just more yeah. kind of interested how, how that came about because from what I understand, I remember after the promo came out, you put a thing on Instagram just saying, I want to thank Matt and Derek for paying for everything and covering all my costs. And I remember just thinking, that's crazy because you're making a pro skate promo for a company and they're not, they're not contributing anything. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I put that because, Derek and Matt paid me multiple times and I didn't even want to take it. And it wasn't even a part of like the, uh, how do you say it? it? wasn't even part of the plan. It was just like, yo dude, like I just want to make this shit. Like that was just like my whole approach. Like it wasn't to get paid from anyone in that specific part. Um, so I would have made that for Derek. Cause I knew Razor weren't going to pay, weren't going to pay me. Like, I mean, come on, it's Razor's. <laughs> you know, you got to pull an arm and a leg just to get anything. Yeah, and that's like a given. So I didn't go in expecting Razors to pay me anything. Although, um, Andy did say he was going to pay me on his own. Maybe he was like a little drunk at Winter Clash. <laughs> Maybe not drunk. I don't know what he, 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 he did. He did offer. But personally, I'm just like, man, I'm not trying to get in that Razors business. I mean, I don't know. And no, that was actually a whole funny situation because like Joe Zank was there. And Joe was just like ripping him, dude. Like, you know, you know, Joe gets 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 uh he like he's like the only guy to maybe like publicly like yell at Andy. He's got his you always got strong <laughs> opinions and he's he's not he's not shy about voicing them. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I guess, you know, you know, it does look like, you know, I got like dreads and shit, you know, and I'm black. So people think that like I like smoke or like just get like high and shit. And I know Joe pretty well. So I think we're, we're talking and then Andy, you know, he didn't mean bad by it. Actually. He was just like, dude, man, like, you know, for the edit, I'll give you, you know, I don't know how much money he offered. It was maybe like a couple hundred bucks. Maybe he was like, yeah, I'll give you a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's a lot of money for, you know, you get a lot of weed, get some weed for it, you know, cause we're like in Amsterdam. And then Joe was like, you know, he don't fucking smoke. Never smoked day in his life, Andy. And then Joe just started ripping him. And I was like, yo, Joe, it's cool, man. Like, I'm not even mad. It's like, you know, if I did smoke, I probably would agree with him, but I don't. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that comment, that comment would have came off a lot worse if you weren't at Winter Clash because that could have been misconstrued as a race comment. Whereas hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, 
it was just a reference to the fact that you know a lot of people at Winter Clash smoke weed, and you're in Holland, so. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think it was a race. I think he just like genuinely were like, because like let's be real, like most people would have been like, "Fuck yeah," <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably. So you know, and I mean, from what I hear, dude likes to party. But that was the only interaction I've ever had with him. Like I actually stayed completely out of that because I kind of already knew how they move, so I didn't expect anything. And you know, and, and even going back to the Mintscape, like. Like I did listen to the From one because someone brought it up to me yesterday. Like, yo, I listened to From podcast and they mentioned what happened with that. So like, that's why I was like, oh shit! Like, I do know. Like, um, that was also on a whim. Like, I was working and uh, I was in Cali, and Acres sent me a, a message and he was just like, yo, we've got this Mint Skate coming out. Um, we only have one week to do promo for it and you're like pretty close by and we think that you'll maybe make them look cool. And that's basically all that it was. <laughs> so that's how you ended up because I remember seeing clips of you skating the that outdoor park at Long Beach and you're doing you did like a back backslide up the box or something or up a rail or something yeah. really high. And I remember being like, that is a weird thing to back backslide and mints. <laughs> and I remember actually- being like also, it's really strange that he's promoing these because there's been no mention that he's on the team. <laughs> so uh, it's just like... Uh, I don't know. I think he was just like, yo, you got one week. You know, we think, like, I guess maybe there was someone else on the team that they wanted to do it, but they weren't down. From what, I, from my understanding, it was like, it was like, yeah, it's a funky color. And, and it was kind of like, who do they think can like make these work and make them look cool in like a way? Cause you know, I guess the skate itself was kind of like left field. So I think they just wanted to go all the way left field with that one. And I think that's why I came into play. And then that skate ended up selling out also like really quick. Like that was the first SL to sell out completely in the US with like really quick or something like that. And then I think maybe Ricardo Lino and, and maybe Mushroom, from what I've been told, said something about like, oh, like the fact that that skate sold so quick. And then there maybe there was some mention like Razor should do a too easy collab skate because of that. And then that was actually going to happen at that time as well. So there were going to be a, a Razor's collab skate at that time. That was going to be a shift. And then they were like, you can't do a shift. It's got to be either SL or a Colt because the shifts weren't doing well. And then I was like, yeah, I'll do a Colt, you know? And then, so that, that was actually going to be the plan. And then me, uh, me actually filming Derek, is kind of what made me not want to do it anymore, actually. Because, uh, you know, for one, I didn't expect anything from it, just like how most skaters, and especially me, like, you know, I in my mind, pros should be getting paid and, like, people actually putting it out there. Like, I physically didn't really do that much for raises. So I didn't expect them to, like, pay me any royalty or anything crazy. It was just to do something cool, which is maybe you know, not knowing the value or the worth, you know, especially at the time, like, I just didn't really care. Um, so there were going to be that. And it was, I think at the very end, we decided that it was going to be like an all like maroon cult, kind of like more on the V13 maroon color, which because I like did like some research on cult skates and it, I guess there's never been a complete cult that was all that color. Yeah, there hasn't been. So like that's why I chose that one because you know it was like something to do different that I could still want to wear, and then um, you know filming Derek, I actually knew about his pro skate all the way back to, or he like he he mentioned it. He was like, "Yo, like I should you know I've been in talks to get a pro skate," and then I was like, "Dude, I want to film that edit like whenever it happens, like for sure, you know." And um, so I I knew about it, but I think at the time. They were also kind of like, 
making him wait longer, not this year, maybe next year. And then, I you know, I did kind of see him struggle with, like, getting it out, just like how most skaters do. But he did fight for it, and he they did ended up paying him. He was like, yo, I don't know what he told him. You know, I didn't ask, but he did tell me he definitely did get paid more than usual, which for me is kind of good. Like, I'm hoping Jeff is maybe having something to do with that. Uh, maybe hopefully Razors is seeing like if they don't start doing this shit like people aren't gonna fuck with Razors like eventually you know it's just a matter of time and if they lost Derek I mean they already lost a lot of sick people like let's be real yeah so many people have distanced themselves from the brand in the past yeah year year and a half yeah and I actually that was one of the reasons why I left Razors because for me personally uh Knowing that Derek's skate were to be released at Winter Clash, like I knew that around the time Coco was going to Spain. And I don't know Coco at all. I'm just throwing that out there too. Even though she lives in, maybe she lives in Long Beach. I actually don't hang out with her and never skate with her ever. Or maybe once, but I don't know. But um, all I know is she got a part of Razors somehow. and then And then they're like, Oh, we're sending Coco to Spain to do some promo shit with that girl Stephanie. And I was kind of like, dude, like they got a whole fucking protein, you know, that they're not fucking doing shit with. And I'm seeing Derek, you know, he lives in Fresno. He's never been outside of the States. I think maybe he went out of California once. You know, the dude works like really fucking hard. And for me to see them not value him actually made me quit razors it was that it was just like dude did they really just send coco to spain and i think and then and then they told him to get his own flight to winter clash for his own skate unveiling i was like yo like like for me like derek don't derek was just like yo i just want to skate i understand him you know but for me personally it was just like that's fucking whack like, I don't want to be a part of that shit. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make the company look very good or like they're supporting the writers. Yeah, and then she quit, dude. She, like, went to Spain. Didn't de- I don't even think they dropped any any tricks or nothing. She just went he to the beach. She, she talks about this in her podcast, and basically, apparently, things just fell apart, and she went out there, and then Stephanie got into that whole trouble over, like, the racist Instagram post. And oh, then, yeah. That was gnarly. And then Andy wanted to fire her and hire Coco to do her job, but he was telling Coco this while she was staying with Stephanie in Barcelona, and I think it was just all incredibly awkward. So, yeah, 